0: Thanks for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to share with you. So if you noticed, I didn't have an episode that came out Monday. It was the first Monday that I've missed and I was really upset with myself, but then I decided this is a good, not teaching moment, but just a good thing to share with you that I am also not perfect. I am a human and things happen. So I had the podcast recorded. I just hadn't edited. It hadn't been edited yet or or uploaded to release. And I just had a really I remembered in the morning and said I'll do it later. And I just had such a bad day. One of those days where you get out of bed, like you wake up in a bad mood, and then you just can't seem to shake it, no matter what you do. And it the day just keeps getting worse and worse and all the mindset, all the journaling, nothing is really helping. And I totally spaced come the afternoon. And I think partially because it's a holiday today. So my husband has the day off and we didn't have the normal Sunday routine. So that threw me off. And honestly, I was eating chicken nuggets and drinking wine. So that also didn't help me remember because I was more interested in just relaxing and (laughs) trying to not feel bad. So there it is. I had a not great day. And then I had chicken nuggets, tater tots and wine, which was delicious, by the way, and forgot to do the podcast. So that's why there was not one Monday. And when I first realized it this morning, I felt really disappointed and felt guilty and then caught myself before I started to go down that path of just all the negative self-talk and decided, you know what? I'm my first thought was, oh, I need to edit that real quick and get it out. But, you know, my youngest son was up. I had to feed him. And it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. And I decided instead of putting one out, I'm just going to address it on the next podcast, talk about how we're all human. You're not a perfect mom. I'm not a perfect mom or a perfect human. None of us are perfect. And that's just life. And so instead of going down this road, I certainly could have let The fact that I forgot to put the podcast up, I could have let it, let my mood spin out of control and think, oh, all the negative self-talk go to, I'm such this and that, blank, blank, you know, you fill in the blank with what you would probably, you probably have things that you default to. And I was surprised when I was able to turn my thoughts around and not do that. And I just want to tell you that you can, you can get to this spot too. It just takes a lot of practice. And we're going to get into that more next week, but today we are talking about the lies you've been told about motherhood. And I've been wanting to do this one for a little bit. So the reason I came up with this topic is I have a good friend who's pregnant right now and through talking with her and talking about what gets shared on social media about motherhood, she said she was honestly scared from watching these videos about moms complaining about motherhood and how horrible it is. And so I decided that we need to address these lies that you've been told that you need to accept as the only option for motherhood. And I'm not saying that motherhood isn't hard. I'm not saying that there aren't going to be challenging days, but there are these lies that you may have been told that you need to come to accept is always true. Example, Oh, once you have a baby, you will never sleep until they're in college or until you'll never sleep until they're 18. The other lie is that you have to give up your health or your body once the baby's here. And I'm not talking getting your, your body will obviously go through changes when you have a baby. I'm talking about having to give up your health entirely, or you have to gain 30 pounds and lose your fitness and just not take care of yourself because you just can't as a mom. Um, The other one is wine, food and TV or social media or just screen time in general is the only way to cope with the difficult moments. Um, I speak about it not probably not often enough, but that the mommy wine culture is not helping and it drives me nuts. I'm not okay with it. It is basically promoting alcoholism and saying it's okay to say that mommy needs wine at the end of the day and that what is that showing our children that go ahead and have a glass of wine because that's the only way mommy can help deal with her feelings and frustrations. And I'm not saying, I mean, you heard me say at the beginning of this podcast that I had wine on Sunday. I'm not saying drinking is bad, but I think the way that drinking within motherhood is portrayed is not okay. And the last one, the last lie I'm going to cover is that your husband does nothing to help. or the, And that's just, you have to accept it. And I don't believe that's true so let's start with sleeping sleeping (laughs) this one makes me laugh sleep when you're 18 well i know plenty of moms who have done many different options so co-sleeping sleep training no sleep training they all have children that sleep wonderfully obviously a child's not going to sleep well every night i mean we as adults i don't know about you but i don't sleep well every night so you can't expect your child to sleep well every night but they sh- still should be sleeping, and then it's up to you to do, do the other half of the work and get yourself to sleep and get good sleep. So the, that's a complete lie. Obviously, in the beginning, that's going to be maybe like the first year you're going to have a lot of trouble, and then within the first few years, you'll have uh, periods of time where it's more challenging, uh, depending on what your child is going through. But overall, you get to sleep well before they're 18. Um, and so that one, I just don't like because it's this, it's basically alluding to that motherhood is exhausting and you're going to be tired. So just accept it. Am I tired? I mean, of course I have days where I'm more tired than others, but most people don't talk about that. Your energy levels are affected not only by your sleep, but what, but what you're choosing to eat and drink throughout the day and how else you're taking care of your body. So those factors, it's not just sleep in itself, but all those factors together that affect your energy levels. And that's just not talked about enough. The next one that you have to give up your health and your body goes along with that. It's this idea that as a mom, you come last, you can't take care of yourself, just accept that you're going to Never get your, uh, never going to feel good about yourself as you did before having a baby. Uh, You're never going to be as confident as you were before. Just accept it. I think that is total BS. And here's the thing. If you don't care to change your body, perfect. Not I think if you love yourself just the way that you are, you do not need to change it, nor should you feel pressured to change it. But if you are not feeling confident, you don't want to get intimate with your spouse, you feel really uncomfortable just in your skin in general there are things that you need to pay attention to that you might need to change to make that better because that does come across in the way you present yourself the way you talk to your children what your children pick up um, you know and part of that is it doesn't have to do with losing any weight it could just be you putting on clothes that you love or just feeding your body good food when you actually take care of your body and feed it with nutritious food that helps your uh, self-confidence just in feeling better. Even if your weight doesn't change because you know, you're making good choices that are supporting your body's health versus just eating your child's scraps off the table or, you know, being like, Oh, there's no time to make me anything. I'm just going to have this hot pack out of the freezer. Even though, you know, there's like no vegetables in there and you need to have more protein so, that is another lie that is commonly told is that you need to expect to give up your body and your health. This one, the wine, food, TV, social are the only coping options. This one is the one that drives me nuts because it's the one you see on social media the most. I know there's supposed to be funny memes about you're just waiting until bedtime. You just need to make it until they're asleep. And then once they're asleep, you're going to pour some wine eat some chips or cookies or ice cream, turn on Netflix, scroll social. And then before you know it, it's been like four hours on the couch. You should have gone to bed a while ago. And then you wake up just to do it again the next day. And I'm not okay with that. And neither should you. Uh, it's just kind of saying, let's encourage each other to not take care of ourselves as mothers, which allows everyone else to feel okay with not taking care of themselves. It- It's like supporting each other in your comfortable level of being unhealthy. It would be like an alcoholic supporting someone else to continue to be an alcoholic. Because let's face it, there are a lot of moms out there who probably drink a little too much wine every single night or a little too much alcohol every single night because it's allowed. I mean, how many t-shirts you like walk through Kohl's or Target and it says mama needs wine? Like what message is that sending your children? What message is that sending to other moms like that you need wine to cope with all these? And I'm not saying that it has been hard and that motherhood is not hard. I'm not saying that it has been an easy year. It has been so challenging. And this is like probably the hardest year that moms have ever faced, but there are healthier options that don't send wrong messages to your children, that don't ruin your health for the the worse because drinking wine every night does, even if you have one glass every night, it impacts your health and your overall, your blood sugar levels, your liver health, Um, all different things impacts your sleep. You actually, even one glass of one drink impacts your sleep, whether or not you feel like you sleep. Okay. It decreases the amount of REM sleep. So that restorative sleep that you get. And then the food is the same thing. If you're coping with the food, you're just going to feel worse about your body. And it's going to send you into that spiral where you feel like you're like you, you don't feel comfortable. You don't want to be intimate with your spouse it rolls over into other areas that you don't realize or maybe don't expect. And I know there's like mixed messages out there where you hear a lot to not restrict food, don't restrict food, treat yourself, eat, listen to your body, eat what you want. Okay, when my body tells me that I should be eating a pint of ice cream every single night, that's not a healthy craving, nor is that going to be healthy for me in the long term. So I think there's a difference between not restricting out of you feel guilty and you you're shaming yourself for wanting those foods versus knowing that that it's not a nutritious choice for your body and that it's not going to serve your body or your health and it's not going to help your mood because it only feels good in the moment when you're eating it right and then you feel gross after you finish like a whole bag of chips or a pint of ice cream. But social media is telling us it's okay to do that and you shouldn't restrict. So there's these mixed messages. But I think that that cycle just gets you in motherhood, gets mothers more and more tired, more and more unhealthy, more and more short and tempered with their kids. Because wouldn't you know, they've done studies that show that food affects uh, emotions and anger levels. And I know I, when I'm consuming a lot of sugar in the past, it has been, it'll affect my mood tenfold. I will... Definitely have more of like not level emotions. And the same thing with TV and social. Usually, when you get off of social, you feel worse about yourself because you're looking at these perfectly curated photos of all these other moms doing these perfect crafts and these perfect houses, not showing any of their drama behind the scenes that their husband doesn't talk to them and they're in massive amounts of debt, things that you don't even, you have no idea that's going on behind the scenes. It's like these things feel good in the moment. They give your brain that hit of dopamine that in the reward center. But then afterwards you feel worse. So these the lie that that's the only way you can cope, but then it's going to make you feel worse. I don't want you believing that because then you'll feel hopeless. And like my pregnant friend felt really scared (laughs) because that's all she was seeing on social media. And I get it in times. There are some funny memes out there. But when the meme is about not taking care of yourself and that you have to drink wine every single night, that's to me, it's not a funny meme. Okay, but we're moving on now because I could talk for hours about that. And the last one is a touchy subject, but it's that the husband does nothing to help or the spouse does nothing to help with the children. And that's just expected. And I'm going to tell you right now that, I mean, if you accepted it as true, that's your choice. Or you can accept that that doesn't have to be your family. That doesn't have to be your situation because that's a beautiful thing is we get to choose what we want to do with our lives. So you get to choose what is best for your family. And you may need to, you'll probably have to have some open communication, some better discussions, learn how to communicate with your spouse about what needs to be done, how to divvy up the, um, responsibilities, the chores, how to help with the children. It's not always easy. I know with my husband, we have had many conversations. It's a We talk about it um, a lot during the week. Usually when he's home, he has weekends off. So when I see him on the weekend, we'll have a discussion of what do you need to get done today? What do you need to get done today? Okay. And then we kind of coordinate our schedules together so that we can both have kid free time to get stuff done. And he does a lot to help. And that's because we've talked about it and he knows that he needs to help. And that's what we also want to show our boys is that the husband to be a good dad, to be a good husband should participate in those things. And part of the reason I think it's still so prevalent is that, you know, we do as our parents do, not as we're told. So there's still that limiting belief that the man goes to work, brings home the money, supports the family, and then gets to sit on the couch while the wife or the mom cooks dinner, takes care of the children, gets everyone bathed, fed, dressed, and puts them to bed. And the dad does none of that. Which is so ridiculous, but that's why, because they saw their parent do it and their mom never said anything, or the spouse never said anything. Their dad said it was okay, so they were taught it was okay, so now that's their belief, so it's about changing these limiting beliefs, which might take counseling, it might take couples therapy, uh it might take just a lot of practice at communicating and learning how to talk to each other, and you might just really have to stand up for yourself and tell your like let him know that it's not okay for him to just sit on the couch and not help, or you could <laughs> my husband took care of the boys like all day back around Thanksgiving and afterwards he was like oh my gosh you have to do this every single day with them so I think he got kind of got a taste of what being a stay-at-home parent is like it's not easy as we all know and I think after realizing that he knows why I'm so tired when he gets home and why I just need a break when he gets home and little things like that but it comes down to communicating with them and setting expectations with each other And I know it can feel really uncomfortable, especially if you were raised a people pleaser or you still are a people pleaser. I'm still working through my people pleasing tendencies. So sometimes even I still struggle with thinking that my husband is upset when I ask him to watch the kids so I can work or like right now record a podcast, even though I know he's totally okay with it. So it's working through your own limiting beliefs and your own people pleasing tendencies to know that you don't have to make everyone happy all the time that you need to stand up for yourself and take time for yourself. Okay. So we just went over those four big lies that I believe you've been told about motherhood and that motherhood is not supposed to look like this. It is not. Will it look like this at times? Yes. Perhaps it will look at this at times, but you're, you should not feel like this is what motherhood is. So you should definitely not feel like you can't sleep until they're 18. You should not feel that you have to give up your body or your health if you want to work on that. You should not feel like the only way to cope or feel better is through wine, food, TV, or screen time. And you should not feel like that your husband, your spouse does nothing and you have to do all the work. Okay. I hope that this gave you a little hope for motherhood that just because this is what you see on social media you hear memes about you see on TV shows your motherhood does not ha- your motherhood does not have to look like that you can have the motherhood that you want you can shape it into how you want to be you can break away from the mold and create a better motherhood for yourself if you have one if there was one of these that you just have been believing, you don't want to believe anymore, DM me on Instagram. I want to know. It's at Kristen G. Faust. And I would really love it if you would share this uh, with some other moms. If you have a mom in particular, share it with her. Another thing that would be so helpful because reviews really do get this out to other moms is taking a moment to, if you're on Apple, iTunes, um, and if you're not on iTunes, you can still go and leave a, a review, a written review for the show. I would greatly appreciate that. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. We are going to be talking about more deep into how your thoughts are creating your reality. So, for example, if you are currently believing any of these lies, because that's what just, it's okay if you are, because that's what you saw on social media. We're going to go deeper how to change these and how to work through it. And I hope you have a wonderful week